Hey, what's up, guys? This is Brad. This is Miles. And welcome to the house. All right, the first week of NFL preseason games is officially underway, Brad. We are in the middle of it. Miles, it is go time for us. I got to watch the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play some football. You know, I'm going to be honest with you here. I might have cried a little because I've been watching baseball. You know, like, don't get me wrong, baseball's cool. I've been watching basketball. Don't get me wrong, basketball's cool. But the second I saw these guys hit each other and, you know, people on the sideline getting chewed out by their coaches, the passion that comes in football, the execution of the plays that are called. It was like poetry in motion, and I felt like finally I could breathe. I've been holding my breath for so long, swimming in the deep, and now I'm finally at the top of the water, ready to dive back in when the regular season starts. And we already got a huge head start here doing these previews. Uh, we're talking about NFL, we're talking about college, and today we are going to talk about the NFC North, and we're going to talk about uh, the Big 12. Let's go ahead and start with the NFL. Miles, NFC North here, I feel like this one, you want to talk about a division that is wide open? It's got to be, it's got to be the NFC North, right? Because I'm thinking about it, to be, to, like, to be 100% honest, you wouldn't be surprised if any team here won, right? Not like really surprised. I mean, I would be to surprised. Extent. I would be surprised if the Bears won this division. But like, okay, it's not like the Browns. Like the bottom of or the Bengals, yeah. yeah I mean, I, you know, just looking at the odds here, we can see that Vegas also thinks it's a toss up. Yes, they're looking at Minnesota and Green Bay. We've yes. got Minnesota plus one twenty to win the the division. Green Bay plus one thirty. That is close. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that battle uh, kind of plays out. And then you've got Detroit at plus five fifty, and then Chicago bringing up the rear at plus seven fifty. But as you mentioned, even at plus seven fifty for the last place team. Not bad Not odds. Bad odds. And you know, I actually saw an expert. <laughs> okay, it was on ESPN, and the expert just blatantly said the Bears are going to win the division. Like it wasn't like uh, it wasn't a betting. Like I understand if you put money on the Bears because financially the odds are are really great. He was being serious, and he justified it. Say Mitchell Trubisky's the answer. They got a good running game. They solidified their defense. What the hell? Kind of where's he been? For me, I just feel like there's just too many unproven, too many unproven players, too many, too many good teams at the top of this division. We don't know what kind of receiver Allen Robinson is going to be. Yep, we uh, don't know about Kevin White. We don't know about Anthony Miller, who's yeah. coming out of Memphis. Uh, Trubisky, yeah, I mean they drafted him in the top five, but that doesn't we still nothing. don't know what he's going to bring to the table. For we, him to sit there and say that the Bears are going to win the division over the Green Bay Packers, over the Minnesota Vikings, over Aaron Rodgers, over Kirk Cousins. I will say that they may be competing for the best uh, running back combo oh, yeah. in this division uh, with Jordan Howard and Terry Cohen. Yes. Um, so that's something that they do have going for them. But personally, I'm looking at either Minnesota or Green Bay. And I'm yes. just going to tell you right off the bat here, I've got Green Bay winning this division by one game over I Minnesota. I have Green Bay winning it over Minnesota as well. And I, I was thinking about it, Miles. Minnesota's won it two out of the last three years. Green Bay's won it the last five of seven years. And in those years that Green Bay has won it, you know what? They had a healthy Aaron Rodgers. And I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be on a mission this year. I think Aaron Rodgers, uh, behind Tom Brady, is the best quarterback in the league. And when he is healthy, he's undeniable. So I I, I honestly, last year, Minnesota got a pass because Rodgers went down. That might have been a very different division, a story in that division had Rodgers been healthy. So we can't forget that. As good of a season as Minnesota had, and as good as Case Keenum was, and as good as these breakout players were, Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, uh, we know that Dalvin Cook is going to be good. 
with especially with the new quarterback coming in and Kirk Cousins, I'm going with the consistency of Aaron Rodgers. I'm definitely going with Aaron Rodgers. And people might say that the Green Bay running game was suspect last year at times, but they got to imagine that one of their biggest pieces, that one of their biggest running back pieces, feeds off a great throwing quarterback in Ty Montgomery. So now you have the two other backs out there adding Ty Montgomery back with his golden boy, adding Jimmy Graham to this team. They got two young corners who will, who are going to give Aaron Rodgers some help and let him sit on the sideline for a little bit longer. Miles, I would be a fool not to pick the Green Bay Packers. You know, when I was uh, doing my analysis, I like to, I have this weird obsession with looking at schedules. You know, we talk about it all the time. Yep. Green Bay might be the only team in the NFL where I don't care that they have the hardest schedule in the NFL. Because they do. Statistically, they have the hardest schedule in the NFL. And, and you know, I think Aaron Rodgers is uh, a mobile enough quarterback an accurate enough quarterback, and a good enough quarterback to be the difference maker. He's the best quarterback outside the pocket in the NFL. Yes. Hands down. Uh, speaking with of their running backs, I feel like they just have the tendency to find the guy that gets the job done. Yeah, that's And they have good options. Uh, I mean, you, you spoke about Ty Montgomery. He shines when Aaron Rodgers is in the game. Yes. And right now I think he's listed third or, you know, as the third down back, whatever it may be. But Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones both had really big games last year. Really big games, like over 100-yard games. Multiple touchdown games, like they they were more they weren't serviceable. Like to, to call them serviceable is like a a slap in the face to them. They were at times they were great backs. Yeah. So and then as you said, the addition of Jimmy Graham, it's just it seems to be a complete team. Not to mention Muhammad Wilkerson. Yes. On the defensive line. Yes. Ha ha. Clinton Dix is really coming into Roll his own. Tide. You've got Clay Matthews, who's always anchoring down that defense. Yep. They're coming back healthy. They're coming back strong. But. I will reiterate, I think it's going to be close. I've got Green Bay winning this division by one game over Minnesota. Yes, and you know another thing that separated me? I, I know Minnesota has the number one overall defense. They, you know, they stop teams. They Teams can't run on them 86-something yards per game, blah, blah, blah. All that nonsense, all those stats. To me, when I'm, when I'm looking at a toss-up, because, you know, it's got to be a toss-up. Vegas even said it as a toss-up. What is it, like plus 120 and plus 130? Yep. So Vegas pretty much said it as a toss-up. My determining factor here is the quarterback. You're gonna have you're gonna give me a quarterback who's never made the playoffs versus uh, one of the elite quarterbacks who's a future Hall of Famer. And you're gonna tell me which team, which would you rather have in a toss up? I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the elite future Hall of Famer Aaron Rodgers every time, ten times out of ten. I'm not saying Kirk Cousins is not going to go out there and light it up. Well, yeah, and I'm a huge Kirk Cousins fan, yeah. but also you have to take into account the fact that he's on a new team, yes. running a new system. New team, never Those been there. Do matter. Uh, let's go and touch on the Lions here real quick because I don't think that the Lions are going to be any different than the Lions team that we've seen in the past couple of years here. Well, I think their running games to be a little different. Last year they they finished dead last in the NFL in rushing, but yards. that's if Carryon Johnson can handle that load. I don't think they even need to give Harry on Johnson more than twenty rush more than twenty carries a game. It just it adds a new dynamic. You know, they never really had anything seriously. Did they get LeGarrette Blunt too or something? Yeah, Blunt. They've still got Riddick. So now screw Riddick. Abdal's probably get cut. Now you got Garrett Blunt and Carryon Johnson. LeGarrette Blunt has proven that he he is serviceable. He's proven that he's serviceable. And now you so you take a serviceable back with a, a high ceiling back. And just see what happens. I think they're going to surprise a lot of teams. They're going to anchor down on defense. Not saying their defense was ever bad, but they, you know, statistically their defense wasn't that great. 
they were a great fantasy defense because they scored touchdowns, but like they let teams score on them. They let teams run the ball on them. Now, yeah, Matt Patricia who's coming in there, he's not going to play any games. I don't think they're going to be the second best team in this division. I don't think they're going to win this division. But I do think they'll be a nine-win team. I've got them winning seven or eight. I've got Chicago bringing up the rear in this division with six or seven wins. But I think we're going to see some good steps forward for Chicago. But no way that these two teams are ready to compete with Minnesota or Green Bay. Not a chance. Chicago's too young, like you said, too uncertain. And then the Lions just don't have it. Like, there's there's nothing wrong with the Lions. It's just just, they're as good as their talent is. They have a, a great quarterback, but not much else. All right. Well, uh, was there anything else you wanted to touch on there? Uh, no. I'm just ready for uh, to watch these guys duke it. I don't want to see what uh, Kirk Cousins looks like in purple. Yeah, I'm a huge Kirk Cousins fan, so I think that uh, I think Minnesota is going to have a great season. I've got them winning ten games. I've got Green Bay winning eleven. So uh, that's going to be a great division. Let's go ahead and move over here. Uh, we have a lot to talk about, and this is why we're going to end the show here with our discussion of the Big Twelve Conference. Miles, listen, dude, I need you to tell me who you're gonna pick first. I have my team that I'm gonna that I think's gonna win, but I, the more I researched this, the and the more I thought about great coaching, and the more I thought about trends and and improving and trendy picks, I, I'm like, are, I'm thinking I'm going crazy. Okay, I don't think you're crazy because I think this is the most wide open conference in football. I think that there are at least six teams that can that I would not be surprised if they won this conference. Very different conversation than we've been having with these other previews. You know, yes. for the ACC, I think it's only four. Um, you know, with the Pac-12, I think it's only three or four. But here, Oklahoma, Texas, West Virginia, Oklahoma State, TCU, hell, even throw Iowa State in there. Yes. At plus 2,500, by the way, Iowa State coming off an eight-win season. Talk about some serious value there. It's a big sleeper team. They have their entire offense coming back. They won some big games on the road last year. Yes. So they've proven to be competitive. Kansas State won Kansas five State. games in the conference yeah. last year. It's Miles, it's so crazy. Like I was like, you know, I was trying to cross teams out. I even thought about Oklahoma State. Let me cross them out. But four of the last five seasons, Gundy has brought them to ten wins or more. Yeah. It's really impressive. Now I will say about Oklahoma State, I think that losing Mason Rudolph and James Washington is going to be way too hard to overcome because the offense yes. is so dependent on experience at quarterback and receiver. So I think that's going to hurt them. Yes, definitely agree there. <clears throat> but let's okay, let's 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 get to the picks. Who who do you got? Miles. I have to do it, man. This team has won the last three years. I know they have Baker Mayfield. I know they have to get over that hump. But they got Rodney Anderson back. They have pretty solid defense. I'm going Oklahoma. But can I can I asterisk a pick? Sure. So this team, under their new coach, in the last two seasons, each of the last two seasons has improved their win total by two games. I was so tempted to pick them, but I cannot pick them just based on improvement from being shitty because before they sucked. And that's the Texas Longhorns. Uh, we got Ellinger is he's a veteran now. Tom Herman hat this is Tom Herman's team now. But there's just too much against them. They have the absolute toughest well, here I go again talking about freaking schedules, but they have the absolute toughest schedule in their conference. They gotta play USC at a conference. They they I mean they have to play at Kansas State, at Oklahoma State, at Texas Test, Maryland at Maryland at a conference. But they also they also have to play Oklahoma, West Virginia, TCU, 
I know those, two of those two of those games are at home and one's a neutral site, but that, just listen to that schedule. That's a three or four loss schedule. Yeah, and they, they had a really tough schedule last year, but they played tough. Uh, four out of their five losses were by less than one score last year. I think Texas yeah. is a really interesting five team. Five out of six of those were less than ten. Yeah, so and especially with Tom Herman, uh, you know, one of the most sought-after coaches in the country. Yes. He's going into his second year here. I think we're going to see a lot of improvement. They're sitting with plus 200 odds, so that was interesting. Uh, Oklahoma, by the way, sitting at plus 110. Okay, before I get into my pick, I just want to make a couple points about the Big 12. Yeah. I, I know we're kind of jumping around here, but I want to talk about the fact that they're so unique because of their round-robin format, right? So, we've been talking about schedules. Well, we know that everybody in the Big 12 is going to play each other. Yep. So, that's not a factor, really. What I think is their issue here is that they need to have divisions. Because I think that this aspect where they have the round robin and then they're guaranteed a rematch in the championship game, I think it just ruins the validity of the conference. Yes. And I think if Oklahoma doesn't come out and win 11 games this year, the Big 12 is going to be left out of the playoff before anybody else. Yep. I actually see the Big 12 having a two-loss champion. Two losses in the conference. Possibly even three losses overall. Yes. Okay, and my pick also for the value at plus five hundred. The more I thought about it, West I really Virginia, want to right? go with West Virginia. Really want to go with West Virginia because I think hands down they have the best offense in the conference, and we know it's an offense-driven league. Yes. Also, I do like your Oklahoma pick because I think Ronnie Anderson is going to anchor this team. I think yes. a lot of people aren't talking about that, but I just am not sure about the throwing ability of their quarterbacks, and and I. I don't know what we're going to see with Kyler Murray. I, I I hope he comes out and plays well, but for me, there's just too much uncertainty there. I absolutely agree with you, Miles. And you know, I just I just couldn't do it though. Like I I, I you know as a betting man, I'm probably going to put money on West Virginia and Oklahoma, but I was just like you know, Lincoln Riley, he's going to get the job done. They might be a two or three loss team, but the, in that championship game. They will beat whoever their opponent is. And I, and I don't care if it's West Virginia. I don't care if it's Texas. I don't, hell, I don't even care if it's doggone Baylor, they, Kansas State, Iowa State, TCU. I just had to go with the program over over fan appeal. And don't get me wrong. West Virginia is the only team here who has quarterback certainty. The only team. And they also they play Oklahoma and TCU at home. Uh Personally, I think TCU is the third best team in the conference. I think hands down they have the best coach in the conference in Gary Patterson. Yes. Hands down. So even though they lost a lot of talent, I don't think lost TCU— Lost a lot of talent on the offensive line, yeah. too. That's why—I I, I didn't even put TCU in my conversation just because I, I think there's not many schools, unless you're like a, a Wisconsin, that, like, that can just replace offensive line talent like that. But what were you saying about TCU? Well, no, but 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 I mean, I was just saying, despite that, just because of the coach, just because of the coaching and the respect I have for Gary Patterson, I don't think that they're that we're going to see much of a step back for them. Yeah. Um, I will say West Virginia, their biggest problem last year, they allowed more than 200 rushing yards per game, which is just awful. And I remember watching them against Oklahoma State at home, and Justice Hill ran all over yes. them. But they did uh, get two grad transfers on the defensive line, one from Clemson, one from USC. So they are utilizing their resources to improve the team. And Will Greer, by the way, ESPN ranked Will Greer the number three best player in the country going into yes, this year, which Will I thought was Greer. really surprising. Oh, my God. But he has the ability to take over the conference, similar to the way Baker Mayfield did last year, not comparing him to Baker Mayfield, but I have been waiting for West Virginia to break through in this conference since they joined the Big 12 four years ago. Yes. I think this is the year. So I'm going to make a bold prediction here because the biggest game in the conference, in my opinion, is... 
Oklahoma at West Virginia. It's literally the last Friday of the season. It's the Friday. It's eight days before the Big 12 championship game. Yes. So what I think we're going to see here is a rematch. I think we're going to see back-to-back. This is where it gets tricky for the conference. This is where the problem is because I think, okay, Oklahoma averages 50 points per game in Morgantown since West Virginia joined the league. That is an overwhelming stat. I've got Oklahoma actually going into Morgantown and winning that game 45-42, but eight days later, I'm going to have West Virginia beat Oklahoma in the rematch. They'll figure out a way to slow down Rodney Anderson. They'll win that game 38-31. I've got very specific predictions for how this is going to go down. Okay. And you know, Miles, I I can't disagree. Like The problem with me right now is I can't disagree, but I just think that you know, it's retool and reload. This is a little bit re- a little bit easier to retool and reload in this conference than it is in the SEC agree or, or the Big Ten. And you better believe Lincoln Riley knows what he's doing when it comes to coaching these guys, getting these guys ready. And, and Kyler Murray, he, he turned down pro baseball for a reason. He is out to prove something. He Pro scouts are saying he's too small to play pro football. 5'10", whatever he is, little squirt gun out there. I think he's going to go out there and ball. And like you said, Ronnie Anderson is going to anchor this team. Ronnie Anderson last year, the biggest stat, no matter, outside of his 18 total touchdowns, outside of the plus 1,000 yards, 6.2 yards per carry. It's impressive. He's only getting bigger, faster, and stronger. But, although I, although I pick in Oklahoma, I really do love Will Greer, Miles. And... And I think this could be another situation where an ex-Florida quarterback wins the Heisman. Yeah. And not to mention the value here. Plus 500, plus 500 to win the conference is, is, is pretty solid. Especially when you've got you got Oklahoma State sitting at plus 600. TCU at plus 650. I'm not really sure about these odds. Because I, I honestly think, like personally, like even though I think it's a wide-open conference, I think it's going to come down to Oklahoma, West Virginia, or Texas. Yes. If Texas is the real deal, that's dangerous. And we're going to know early. Because when Oklahoma and Texas play, that's going to be a, that's one of the biggest games in the conference this year. You know, look at it. Like, am I like, am I just lushing too much over Herman with Texas? Because I don't think so. You know, I, I was just like, I just, I was like trying to cross tech teams out. And I couldn't cross out Texas. I kept crossing teams out. And I kept moving Texas closer to the top. Yeah. Well, look at what happened to Scott Frost. Right. He won yeah. six games in his first year, and then he came back and won what was it, thirteen games? Yeah, thirteen. Yeah. So that second year turnaround is big if the coach is the real deal, which we think Tom Herman is. Uh, he could quite possibly surpass Gary Patterson as the best coach in the conference. Yes. Uh, but right now, I'm still sticking w- with my boy TCU f- uh, for that honor. But, um, you know, he he was highly sought after. It was yep. a dream hire for Texas. It's his second year. Is Sam Ellinger going to be the starter? That's what I'm hearing. That's what, That's what I'm hearing as well. Yeah. So if he can take a, step, a big step forward, I can Man, see it. You know, But it's just so wide open. This, this is like, I find I'm kind of punching myself in the face, too. Uh, not watching enough film from the Big 12 last year. I mean, I watched my fun teams. Like, I watched TCU. I watched Oklahoma State. I watched West Virginia. I watched Oklahoma. But I didn't really analyze... Oh, I did watch Iowa State in big games. I didn't really analyze anything from Texas. I didn't really analyze anything... No one analyzed anything from Baylor because they sucked. Kansas State. Like, I-, I feel like I'm just missing something about Texas where I feel like there's something that, that they got to suck in. And, and I got to find it because I, ca- I can't... I can't honestly put them as my top two teams. I, not right now. I've got them Although four. I want to. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to see 
how well they do. It just, you know, with the uncertainty and Tom Herman going into his second year, it may take him another year. We don't know that right now. There are a, a lot of uh, good teams at the top. But I, I want to talk big picture here. Yes. Because I don't think that the Big 12 is getting a team in the playoff this year. Absolutely not. And I don't, yo, you know what I saw? I saw, I tried to send it to you today while I was watching video. I saw an analyst, uh, I can't remember who it was, but he pretty, pretty, pretty well known, well sought after analyst. At Oklahoma at three. In the playoff? In the playoff. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's just it's a surprising pick to me with so many other good, good teams, teams in the yes. country. And then the team that you have at number three is losing their Heisman quarterback? Yeah, see, I just don't see it. I think that there's just too much hype with this Oklahoma team right now. Look at the step back that even Auburn took when Cam Newton left. Yeah. Look at the step back Florida took when Tebow left. Losing yeah. a Heisman, even, even when Matt Leinard left. Uh, USC, losing a Heisman quarterback, you don't recover. Johnny Menzel yeah. at Texas is you, you don't just automatically recover and be back in the conversation again. And what keeps running through my head is that this just may be like a coaching bias for me, but coaches that take over for legends, like Stoops, don't always work out. So everyone's on the Lincoln-Riley train now. Now, yeah. And yeah, he, he's he's done great at recruiting. He's, he, he's a great in-game it's coach. The, yeah. But he's only been there for a year. I keep thinking of uh, Mark Helfrich at Oregon. I mean, okay. how he got his team to the national title game in his, I forgot if it was his first or second year, but then he couldn't they're recruit. Still, they're still playing with, there's like he's still playing with, with Stoops players. Right. So that's just another aspect to it that that I was that I had in my head. If he proves me wrong, that's great. Yeah. Uh, I hope he does. Uh, but as far as you know, stability and coaching, that's another re- just uh, specifically for Oklahoma. That's another reason that I stayed away from him. Makes sense. I, I don't know. I, I think I'm kind of just freaking like you know, a lot of analysis and a lot of betting. It's the hardest thing to do. Even guys, if you're listening out there as a better, is clear your head before you make your analysis and you make your judgment. What I mean by saying is that like the media. And the fans' job of swaying our brains a certain way. Yes. Um, Especially ESPN. ESPN, They yeah, have a they, lot of pull. They want you to think about teams. It doesn't necessarily mean they're going to win, but they're teams that make the money. Clear. I, I've been seeing a lot of Oklahoma stuff. I just watched Baker Mayfield last night, so like I didn't fully clear my head, so I was, I'm really deluded with, uh, with Oklahoma right now. Uh, really saturated, excuse me. So that might be, some, that might be the reason why I'm so gun-ho on them right now. And you know, we've talked about it the whole time. I thought Real Greer is great and West Virginia was going to be the Rocket. Yeah, and you know what? This is the first time that we disagree on a conference champion. And yeah. it, it may be the only. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see, see what happens. I'm excited uh, to do our little breakdown of the order. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For this one, it'll be interesting. That's going to be fun. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, was there anything else you wanted to touch on there? No. I, I think uh, I got all my points wait, out. TCU so. plays Ohio State this year, right? They, they do. I'm really excited for that game. That's going like, Really game. excited. I, I think it's going to be a, a great matchup, great stories. I think it's going to be a great game. Great, too. Yeah. So, guys, I just want you guys to go and uh, download our podcast. Uh, it's at Welcome to the House. You can go to iTunes, Stitcher. We're on Google Play. We're actually on TuneIn as well and a bunch of other places. So, uh, be sure to follow us at Best the House. See you guys later. Thank you so much. And football, regular season football is right around the corner.